Peace and power, family. Welcome back. Welcome back to the next Nuclear Radio Show. I am your host, Zireus Razus Nuclear, leader of the United Nation of Next Nuclear, UNONC. And here we have today another topic, um, a part of our Next Nuclear Radio broadcast podcast series. Um, this today's title is From Nine Ether to Ten Ether. What is ether? Google's answer. Chemistry, a pleasant-smelling, colorless, volatile liquid that is highly flammable. It is used as an anesthetic and as a solvent or intermediate in indu- industrial processes. A literary um, definition for it is the clear sky, the upper regions of air beyond the clouds. So here we'll be talking about nine ether to ten ether, um, a logical outlook from my point of view of what ether is. Ether is a interdimensional and outer dimensional element that exists as a liquid and as a gas, but never as a solid in normal situations. So I'll say it again. Um, ether is, from my logical outlook, is a ether. Ether is a um, interdimensional and outer dimensional element that exists as a liquid and as a gas, but never as a solid. In you know regular situations like now, um, you can't find ether as a solid. You have to find it at a negative one, negative forty-six degrees Fahrenheit, um, which the average person can't withstand. So that's not a normal a, a normal situation for us to be in. So um, again, what is nine ether? Um, nine ether is the commonly observed biological trait in so-called black people. Now this is my definition of what nine ether is. Nine ether is the commonly observed biological trait in so-called black people, the bronze race, dealing with the growth pattern of one's hair based on the level of heat produced within the body and the solar plexus. In other words, based on how much heat your body produces and the amount of energy your solar plexus gives off, this becomes the determining factor in coarse hair in bronze people. The hair follicle is shaped like a nine, which is nine ether. The hair follicle is shaped like a nine in all bronze people who aren't and haven't been mixed out. You know, there isn't no other, you know, recessive genetics inside of you. You only have what we consider today's terms as, you know, straight black or straight bronze. Um, Your woolly crown, AKA a curl, or a spiral for all of my family who knows about the Fibonacci nine, nine ether makes sense. Nine ether turns, you know, basically as far as the um, Fibonacci nine, all, you know, all life, um, you know, it's patterns as far as frequencies and waves. Um, it, it follows this, this natural pattern called Fibonacci nine or term called Fibonacci nine. Nine ether turns our hair follicles into antennas essentially for reception. Um, our anchor within our hair follicle is outside the scalp. Um, whereas, you know, other races, um, you know, it's different. Uh, we are receivers and transmitters. I'll break down, um, you know, six ether and eight ether later. Um, okay, so, so as far as example as, um, you know, an example of what, you know, ether as far as within our hair, um, you know, I was going to school with an old friend of mine, and, and you know, every time we did weightlifting or physical activities, um, you know, as far as like just overstimulation of the solar plexus, 
and cause any heat to rise up towards your hair because hair, in essence, the hair word hair is broken down into heated air. So um, every time me and his brother used to be like, I, I would see him, whether it's in PE or weightlifting, um, you know, he'd be very, very, like he put off a lot of heat. I know I put out a lot of heat myself, but his head would begin to steam like if we were like, you know, just like taking off or getting done with either football practice or, you know, just, you know, playing around or whatever, his head would begin to steam. That that shows you how much heat and how much energy is being pushed from the solar plexus from the middle of your chest or in that general area all the way to like, you know, the top of your head because your body has to regulate that heat somehow. So this particular brother, he used to have, his head would be steaming and he would have all these, these so-called humans and orcs, you know, whatever you want to call the humans, um, but they're all one race. But he would have the humans in awe, in, in awe and amazement because they, they've never seen someone's head steam or, you know, put out that much energy and heat. So like I said, the heat from the solar plexus makes us, um, it makes bronze people or our hair rise up. So that, that heated air is what basically makes our hair go against gravity. Um, gas brings heat, so heat makes things rise. Hot air is lighter than cold air. The heat produced from our solar plexus in our body gives us the ability to take flight. I'll say it again. The heat produced from our solar plexus in our body gives us the ability to take flight, a.k.a. change the chemical and molecular structure of our cells, DNA, and levitate. Just like water changes its states and, pr and properties by way of altered molecular by altered molecules within within or because of applied outside forces so <coughs> excuse me um in essence what that saying is we change our molecular structures from a solid to a gas in the process of um non-ether we become a blend of two states of matter essentially solid gas one solid and one is gas but together it's solid gas also ether is the gas produced by our bodies by way of intake of water h2o aka gases h2o is made of gases which you know in essence i told you water is artificial because it's made of two natural elements um hydrogen and oxygen which are gases so in essence we are drinking you know gas to you know how cars take in gas our our physical bodies are machines so we need that gas which is water h2o and we convert the h2o into more gas which is non-ether um and you know this gas can be associated with carbon emissions which is why they said you know the increase of people on this planet is um you know where where the heat of the people on this planet we all put out carbon so our atmosphere is being our atmosphere is being shrouded with tons and tons billions and billions of um, carbon emissions which they call greenhouse gases and global warming etc the gas nine um the gas of nine ether is created only in bronze people so i mentioned that you know bronze people only produce nine ether because of our hair and because of our chemical and biological and molecular structure um so talking about um ether eight and no eight ether and six ether eight ether and six ether are other observable biological traits found in humans um ether no six ether being in caucasoids because they have no hair essentially their scalp is the anchor um 
and that's why you see them going bald a lot, you know, faster than say so-called bronze people. We have a full head of thick hair, and our and we probably, I mean, nine times out of ten, if you take care of yourself, you won't lose your hair. Um, eight is for Native Americans who are mixed in with us. You know, they have um, that infinity chain link in their hair. It's like a, a eight. Infinity and eight are the same thing. Um, like I said, eight is for Native Americans who are mixed with us. Their hair follicles resemble eight chains. Both people of six ether and eight ether produce a gas or a chemical compound in their bodies called sulfur, sulfuric acid. Um, too much sulfur, SO2, causes what you call inflammation and irritation of the respiratory system, especially during heavy physical activity. The resulting symptoms can include pain when taking a deep breath, coughing, throat irritation, and breathing difficulties, aka, aka spontaneous combustion. Hence, the body not being able to regulate the gases within. So that's what happens. Like I said, they're made up of a whole different um, chemical compound. Um, these um, eat six ether and eight ether beings, um, your Caucasoids and your Native Americans, and everyone else that fits in between there. Um, you know, like I said, all other races that um, on there. This is a disclaimer. Hear me out. This is a disclaimer. All other races are blended between. 6 ether, 8 ether, and 9 ether. They, they, I guess which we call hybrids, but the point being is, after reading all of this, um, you know, our true essence of what we are, and, you know, as a community, um, I, I keep mentioning that, you know, knowing what we are and coming to one mindset, you know, and breaking down and studying of us as a people and not getting, I know, even though I've, I've gotten some information from them, but as far as like us discovering who we are because we have to you know write our own narrative now we can't have people you know telling about who we are or you know telling telling our story and they don't even know the full story so um, a lot of information that i've gotten um whether it's hearing it from my old mentors um people like uh, malachi z york or nubeman carres they, they spoke of nine ether and you know and 10 ether as far as Newman Carrez, but as far as for me, um, you know, my spelling is a lot different um, as far as going into like nine ether, our hair, I keep mentioning that, because um, right now I'm in the process of locking my hair. So, you know, our um, nine ether would represent um, those those locks or hair as far as in carbon people, um, those, those antennas, we call them antennas, you know, me being able to, um, you know, pulling different ideas by the way of my hair um, and, and your hair too um, you know moving forward uh, yeah uh, and also um, the fact being is um, scientists don't really know you know they they want to say that this is all pseudoscience and, and it's fake but you know you really have to um, ask the questions why is our hair a lot different from, you know, everyone else on this planet? Why does our hair defy gravity? And the only thing that defies gravity here within this um, enclosure of the third dimension is heat. Heat will always rise. Cold air is more dense than, than hot air. So that's why I was always told or I've always heard the saying is heat rises, heat rises. So, you know, anytime it's um, like a hundred and like something, a hundred degrees, um, and you know you have like a two-story house 
the upstairs um the upstairs units is going to be a lot hotter because you know the heat is constantly rising to that point but as far as the lower level it's going to be colder down there um you know and you know like i said um eight ether and six ether beings um you know it's observable because their hair we, we consider their hair more or less like animal fur their animal fur um which which makes them a lot different from us we don't have animal dna in us that's why um when i spoke about eukaryotic cells and prokaryotic cells prokaryotic cells or prokaryotic um organisms and beings would be us is in a way because um the fact that our our dna is structured it's it's more um tightly compact it's not loose which which will go back to our hair being tightly coiled and tightly compact um when it's at our scalp or leaving the scalp protruding the scalp that's why our, our hair is unlike any other on this planet um it defies gravity and you know our hair isn't straight our hair is is woolly it's, it's curly pretty much and you know um and i mentioned i told you spontaneous combustion yes because these beings are made of so2 um which is sulfur and you're able to smell them you know they give off that funky odor that's also telling you that our um chemical makeup and biological makeups are a lot different because we don't emit that smell of gas we we emit the smell of ether whether it's in its own liquid state or just in the odorous gas state but um when it comes to yeah i mentioned they will you know and spontaneous combustion you know a lot of a lot of scientists will say oh that's that's not possible but this is what happens when you know uh, your body doesn't regulate the gases that naturally accumulate when you're eating when you're digesting food when you're releasing fecal matter all that has to be released so when that is not released um properly you will have spontaneous combustion especially with sulfur sulfur is um highly highly explosive um material um but with that being said um yeah we we are um nine ether beings transferring into or transforming into 10 ether beings and so forth so um you know right now i'm gonna go just a little break right now um moving forward take a little music break a little water break i'll be right back peace
Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, you know, we spoke about um, nine ether earlier. So um, in this portion, I'll speak about um, ten ether. What is ten ether? So unfortunately, um, I, there's no information on ten ether because ten ether hasn't been discovered by our scientists. So I'm taking a stab at it. I'm taking a stab at it from what I've heard from, um, you know, one other person, you know, um, you know, not really many people would, would speak on this, but this is the next step. Um, we, we go from nine ether to 10 ether. So what is 10 ether? So I'm taking a stab at it on my own. I've only heard a few other people, maybe one other person speak about 10 ether. Um, but 10 ether or um, 10 ether state is the evolutionary DNA or ANA leap for bronze people from nine ether to 10 by way of applied forces within or outside. Applied forces by way of our environment and or by our DNA slash ANA replicating and expanding to a point of evolving over time. Scientists will call that a mutation. You know, DNA uh, eventually, you know, after it replicates so many times, um, you know, these scientists will call, you know, a change or a, a different pattern or route that it takes in this um, replication and you know, a exp expansion of itself. They will call that a mutation um, of us getting these powers of our junk DNA. They call junk DNA mutations pretty much. Um, in the molecular state of 10 ether, we shift into a different property of matter, a gas, a energy or a vibration, an energy or vibration. Your physical body will be no will be of no use and won't be able to support the lighter level of gas you produce within. So I'll say it again. Um, your physical body will be of no use and won't be able to support the lighter levels of gas um, you produce within. This biologically is known as ascension, um, not combustion. Combustion is, you know, the ability to, to not, um, you know, release those gases. Um, spontaneous combustion where it's just building up and your body can't, you know, release it fast enough and you just pop. Um, once our bodies can no longer support the evolving primordial fire of the soul, we rise like gas or ascend into higher realms of existence that require less physical mass. So once again, um, once our bodies can no longer support the evolving primordial fire of the soul, we rise like gas. Um, so your body eventually is going to be is going to decay because your body is only a vessel um, to hold this energy that's rivaling the sun, which is the soul at 528 hertz. So as we go into higher realms of existence, that would require less physical mass to, to ascend like balloons. Balloons don't don't have weights; they just float on because they're so light, and gravity doesn't affect it. The weightlessness of it is um, always going to, you know, push up, not pull down. We won't die a physical death in this state or phase of ten ether because there is no physical vessel needed outside the third dimension. Um, the sun epitomizes the state of ten ether and more. So I said it epitomizes the state of ten ether because it's a ball of light and energy, but there's nothing housing it or holding it except for our atmosphere. But in a, in a physical aspect, we could say that to ourselves. Um, you know, that could apply to us when we're 
you know, going into that gaseous state of leaving the third dimension and going to the fourth dimension, we can say that the, the sun is um, in a state of fourth dimension or in a state of 10 ether because um, it's gas. It's gas. It's visible gas. It's physical gas that we can see with our own two eyes. We can't touch it, but we can feel it. So it touches us. If, if that makes sense. You know, but it basically epitomizes um, what we are going to become. Like many suns, um, you know, when we're floating in the air, producing tons and tons of heat, producing producing massive amounts of heat. Um, so in order to ascend from the 3D to higher dimensions, we must die a physical death in that biological process. So in the, in the process of dying, our, our physical body is shed. The soul fire slash gas within us rises because it's no longer weighed down by a physical container slash vessel and by gravity applied pressure from an extended state is only exchange of energy from a lower state to a more higher state energy exchange interaction um which is what you know i uh, observe from, from all of what i research and all from what i've heard um in the state of ether 10 you know this is just like i said i'm taking a stab at this because you know it only makes logical sense i'm taking a stab at it and using logical logic and rationale um in the state of ether 10 the ability to materialize from gas to solid gas is accessible outside the third dimension starting in the fourth dimension um due to your soul's ability due to our soul's ability to raise slash rise the frequency temporarily or lower frequency based on the environment you enter vibrational level. So when we're entering different realms and having to, you know, transmute or convert our physical our physical vessels down um, from that um, that solid to other uh, to gas and then from gas to light, you know, we have to be able to um, be the the balance when we're entering the new environments because we don't want to offset the energy levels frequency levels of us um being a whole new element like i said when we came into this particular uh, realm in the third dimension or in the 2d um you know we we were that new element that came to the, the atmosphere which all basically altered and shifted the planet forward and that's what we will be able to do um, that's what we're capable of doing when we're you know being able to transform um our our physical makeup or our molecular makeup into um i said like a, a gas or a light into moving different into different dimensions um we must rem i guess i'll say this we must remember that upon realizing this gift as chosen people we have to never be an element that causes and like i said we can't be um coming into different realms like fourth eighth and twelfth dimensions and trying to offset anything we have to be balanced in any realm of existence, meaning you must vibrate. You must vibrate. Again, you must vibrate on the recommended dimensional frequency that's already been set in place to avoid to avoid imbalance or disastrous ripple effects on dimensional realm um, perspective. So if we, you know, it, it could basically cause a chain reaction that could affect not just that particular realm you've entered, but in other realms, so it's important to be in balance, staying within the guidelines of each realm with the ability to show up in any solar system by way of projection through the sun 
into and out of other suns. So that's part of us being able to um, turn into that gaseous state or into that light state um, by way of tachyonic energy. Again, by way of tachyonic tachyonic energy or you know, tachyon crystals, that type of um, that word comes from tachyon crystals, but tachyonic energy will be able to convert our physical vessels into atomic particles that move faster than the speed of light traveling from 3D into 4th to 4D from 9 ether to 10 ether um with that being said I'll read it again so you guys could hear me clearly um by way of tachyonic by way of tachyonic energy we'll be able to convert our physical vessels into atomic particles faster than the speed of light so these atomic particles move faster than the speed of light but here in the 3d and 2d you know these humans make it seem like there's nothing faster than the speed of light and i mentioned that thought moves way faster than the speed of light it's instantaneous you get transmission and you receive i receive transmission and, and receive these ideas for topics to do within an instant and then it creates a recycling um, repetitive frequency in my brain so um yeah it is important that to know that that thoughts are faster than the speed of light and tectonic tachyonic energy part um atomic particles move faster than the speed of light so that means that we'll, we will be um you know able to move at the speed of light or faster or be able to move within time outside of time which is why we can which will, which will be able to ascend once we be able to um you know leave third dimension and we'll be able to go from the fourth and down to the 3d but also fourth and higher because we're able to transmute our molecular structure our physical bodies down into you know other states of matter such as um i keep saying gas and light but they don't mention that that light is you know light isn't a state of matter in third dimension i mean we can't transform ourselves into light right now but you know but you get what i'm saying though essentially ether 10 is our next state of evolution the one representing the straight path and forward motion into greater experiences higher realms and states of existence the zero representing the cipher and circle motion unworthy souls and spirits take their reincarnation so um you know that's the premise of us going from nine ether to 10 ether so essentially 10 ether is our next state of evolution the one representing the straight path and forward motion the linear motion into greater experiences higher realms and states of existence the zero representing the cipher which is the third dimension and you know circle motion circle motion of um unworthy souls and spirits take that they take during reincarnation so you know you'll be able to know or you'll know if you know you're on the right path the linear path or the circular path you know um final questions before i end this um what does nine ether and ten ether ultimately pertain to no who does nine ether and ten ether ultimately pertain to nine ether and ten ether like i said pertains to the bronze men and bronze women who have not mixed in with the creations or humans because if you have mixed in your dna or you are a mixture of bronze and other races then you are going to 
be on um, uh, ethereal spectrum of eight. <coughs> I'll say it again. Excuse me. Um, if you are mixed in um, with bronze, with, with bronze people, whether by bronze men or bronze women, you're mixed in with other races, um, then you're going to be on the ethereal spectrum of um, six, um, in between six and eight um, and nine, but you'll be a mixture of, of all the three, which then again, it doesn't make you uh, a pure non-ether being. You're what you call a mutt, and we, we already know about that at this point. Um, but to the bronze men and women not mixed in with the creations or, or humans, we consider those non, I'll say it again, non-fragmented DNA beings, NFDB. Um, not sure if anybody has said this before, but um, I'll say it again, non-fragmented DNA beings. Those are to the bronze men and women who have not mixed in their DNA with the recessive DNA of these so-called humans. Um, in these times, you would call us the purebreds who haven't already mixed out. I mean, we're mixed based off our past history and how we got here, but we're pure because we haven't mixed out any further. So um, question number two, are there more extended biological states or properties um, past 10 ether? Yes, there are more extended states or properties past 10 ether. Just to put it simply, um, like in the third dimension, there are basic prim principles and laws such as solid, liquid, and gas. Those are all different states. Um, you know, same structure, but in the extended upper dimensions, but different properties unknown or yet to be discovered because we still reside in either 2D and 3D mindset. So we won't be able to, you know, tap in and pull in the, the idea or image of, um, ether 12 or ether 13 or ether 14 and higher um but they exist we have to walk into it um how does this apply to unonc um the community that i'm a part of the leader of this applies to my community because the more we create bonds together by way of community we will refine we will refine our dna by way of merging together in courtship and deleting the recessive dna in us through natural selection, ultimately creating stronger children and stronger generations in the forefront. So again, I'll read that again. Um, how does this apply to the UNONC, the community that um, I started? This applies to my community because the more we create bonds together by way of community, we will refine, we will refine, clear our DNA up by way of merging together in courtship and deleting the recessive DNA in us through natural selection, ultimately will breed it out, creating stronger children and stronger generations in the forefront. So yes, that's ultimately what we're gonna do. Um, and it was nice, you know, speaking on this topic. Um, once again, my name is V. Reyes Razus Nuclear, leader of the United Nation of Next Nuclear on Next Nuclear Radio. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, peace and power, family. To the ones in my community and family that are listening, um, more power. We're rising, we're ascending. Um, take care. Uh, with that being said, no, I'll play some music just to end it out. 
with this right here. Too late to turn back now. I'm out of here. Peace and power. I love y'all. Enjoy.